Welcome to the Sensitivity Rising podcast, where sensitive people learn how to turn down the noise and tune into their inner guidance systems. Welcome, friends. I'm the creator of Sensitivity Rising, and I'm here with one of my regular co-hosts, Amber of Soulful Nature. Hi, Amber. Hi, Tanya. So excited about this. I know, I know. This is our very first episode of the new podcast, and we're so excited to hold this space for other sensitive people as a way to connect with you and to share how we can all learn to navigate and embrace our sensitive energies. An important part of the podcast that's going to that's going to be for all of us is turning our awareness um, to the cycles of nature and how it how having that understanding comes with an awareness of our own cycles as human beings. And it's through these awarenesses, these conscious connections um, with nature that really deepen our recognition of our place within the energy of the planet. And Amber, you have a lot of experience with this. So if you want to share some of your thoughts about that. Yeah, this is something that's been become really a big part of my life and um, through my training. So I'm a nature-based life coach. And, you know, as I've deepened that awareness and that connection to the natural world, I noticed over the years, the same time of year, I'd have some similar experiences or feelings or Uh, energy levels. And it's really become clear how much that's all related to seasonally what's going on, the different cycles that our earth goes through that we go through. And the more I have worked to live in alignment with that and helped clients live in alignment with that, the less of that, you know, dysregulated, anxious energy I get, because I'm now in alignment with the energy in the natural world around me. So I'm really happy that this is a big part of kind of the underlying stuff we're going to talk about here because it's I think so fundamental but often so overlooked so um yeah I'm just really excited to to have conversations around this yeah and I think something that's important for us um especially as you and I are both highly sensitive people right so I think this is something that we really miss in kind of our modern lifestyles right is this disconnection with those rhythms. And I feel like that's a lot of where some of our um, maybe struggles really come from is we're missing that connection and we're not taught, right? Mm-hmm. How to how to make that connection. And so it's almost like something's missing and we don't really can't maybe put our finger on it all the time. And so it can be difficult unless somebody says, oh, yeah, You know, when I, like for me personally, when it, when the um, season shifts to autumn, like it is right now, I can, it's almost like a light switch where I can actually feel it in my bones, in my body, um, emotionally, and I can feel that change coming. And it gives me a little bit of anxiety sometimes because, um, you know, I live in the Pacific Northwest, so we get a lot of cloudy days, a lot of kind of wet, damp days. And so I sense that's coming and I have to really prepare myself for those changes coming up. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think for me, one of the big things, that awareness of the change coming 
and or that this is the energy of this specific season, whatever the season might be, has been able to allow me to be with maybe some hard emotions or some anxieties or know that these things are going to pass that it's part of the cyclical, you know, energy that we're in. Um, it's just been a huge awareness for me. And I do think for those of us who are very in touch with our sensitivity, especially to the natural world, these things are outside of our control. So when we know about them and we have the awareness of them, it can really help us just understand, oh, this is going on. And then I can consciously prepare for it or I can know what's going to pass or be, it just gives us a different way of working with it that I think is really powerful um, for our own lives. So. I totally agree. And so this is our first episode and um, it is the autumn equinox this week of 2022. And so traditionally, this is a time that was centered on the last harvest of the season, right? So harvesting um, food to prepare for the winter, um, kind of a gathering of all of those things that we need to really get us through those dark days. Um And so even though just speaking from the perspective of food alone, a lot of us now, right, we look to others to grow our food most of the time, but um, we still have that, as Amber was just saying, that deep emotional and spiritual and physical connection to the planet and as sensitive people, you know, we really are guided by the seasons, even though on the surface, it may not really seem like it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just have to say autumn is my favorite season and, and there's something special about all the seasons, but autumn's always held that special place for me. So I'm kind of happy we're starting with this one. And a lot of my training has been an, around um, how this also lines up with direction. So being with the land in general in different ways. So both energetically, but physically on the land. So when we're talking about different seasons, each season corresponds with a direction. It corresponds with the time of day, a time in our life cycle as humans. Um, and then we see these similar patterns in animals or plants or whatever is going on. So for autumn, that is the West. And if you think about the sun setting, typically sunsets in the West, uh, especially this time of year, and it's the end of the day. And at the end of the day, if you look at to like the birds or whatever, you know, they're starting to congregate. They're going back to their roosts for the night for safety. And then as humans, we're also coming back home. You know, most of us uh, come back to our homes. We'll have dinner. Oftentimes that's with loved ones. And we're kind of celebrating our day or talking about what happened in our day, which is really what autumn's all about. It's about harvest and celebration and community. And as Tanya was t- talking about food, you know, nourishment and the nourishment isn't necessarily just the food we're consuming, right? But also yeah. the mind, body, spirit, all of that, which does come so alive in in the autumn. Um, and my my favorite thing about autumn is just how the reminder of how beautiful change is as the leaves. So I'm I'm in um I'm located in Maine in the northwestern part of the state in the mountains. And so we get these incredible vibrant colors this time of year. And it's just so special. And just that reminder that we often, you know, resist change, but change is actually very beautiful if we are open to it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, uh, so I'm in outside of the Seattle area in the Pacific Northwest of the United States, but I grew up in Southern California, right? So seasons 
it was summer and then less summer, I would say. <laughs> there weren't really a lot of seasons. And so I think having that um, kind of awareness too of living in some different environments, I feel like I'm uh, maybe a little bit more sensitive too to some of these changes that come up as well. Um, but then for a lot of people too, don't you think, Amber, that um, depending on where you live, right, sometimes um, January might be the best month to be outside, for example, because it's actually cool outside if you're in like Florida or, you know, Mexico or something like that. It might be a little bit more tolerable. Yeah, for sure. So that's something, too, that I'm glad you pointed out, because it's important to note um, as we talk about different seasonal stuff and what's going on, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about what's more of the like common, maybe more cliche, you know, I hate saying cliche, but ties to these, these seasons. But what I think is important and what I hope listeners really get out of this is thinking about it from the, maybe what we're sharing, but then also really reflecting on their own lives and look at the land around you and what for autumn, what is the land around you saying? What are the animals doing where you live? What are maybe the birds saying or the plants um, it's so important because that's the energy that's surrounding you. It's very different than maybe the energy that's surrounding me here in Maine or Tanya in the Pacific Northwest. So really bringing it into what intuitively feels right for you and trusting that in the process is really important as well. Yeah, because no matter where you're living, so like I mentioned, you know, Southern California, so the desert, no matter where you're living though, if you if you really take that, allow yourself to take that time to kind of get quiet and be observant, then mm -hmm. if you really don't think maybe necessarily things are, are changing around you, you really can start to make that connection. If you do take that time to get a little bit more quiet and just aware and observe. Yeah, absolutely. So even we're talking about the weather and like environmental stuff that can also um, impact us, but also I feel like another thing to think about, and maybe, I don't know, Amber, what do you think um, that if we think about to kind of our ancient cultures, right, they were a lot more in tune with the seasons and all of that. And they didn't have the distractions that we have, right? Like obviously technology, but we think about artificial light maybe in the times that we wake up and go to bed and we're, you know, at least this time in our culture, we're kind of tied to the 40 hour work week and <clears throat> all of these things that kind of take us away from those natural cycles. And at least I feel like as a highly sensitive person, kind of the, the little bit older I get and a little bit, you know, how I am developing my awareness of all of these things, I'm really starting to notice how they kind of put me off balance mm. really and kind of start to struggle with kind of the, I don't know if push and pull maybe is the right terminology. Maybe you have different words, Amber, but um, of how I feel, not how I feel, but how, what my body needs, what my mind needs, what my soul needs and what the world is telling me I should be doing, or I need to be doing 
to get all the things done that I need to get done or all to play my part, I guess, in this modern society. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. And I feel it too. And, and what's really, I, I love that you brought this up because this is something I can get really passionate about. But we have this modern society, this modern world, right? That's telling us how we should be. We should be working these hours or we should be going to bed at this time or we should be doing all these things. And the second I hear the word should, I'm always all over that. Like yes. A million <laughs> Don't um, shit all over ourselves. <laughs> right. And um, so there's that. But when we think about the modern world, it is so recent compared to our actual humanity, mm-hmm. right? So yes, for our lifetimes, we came into this lifetime already in this modern world. But our DNA is based off of much more ancient human beings than the modern you know, human world. And so, and they've actually studied this and there's, it's in our DNA, certain things that are related to living on the land. So one of them was, and they, I don't remember who it was, but they did a study on, they showed, I think they showed babies, uh, pictures of spiders and snakes and stuff like that. And they still had, they're trying to figure out, is this a learned response or is it? Okay. Okay. Interesting. Right. And they learned that it's an, that we come into this world with a fear of certain things. And in this case, it was snakes and spiders, whatever else they were doing in that study. And it was in the DNA because those were the things that would kill us. So if you live in a place where there's poisonous snakes, poisonous spiders, whatever. And so that's just one example, but you can extrapolate that to all these other things, right? That at the the cellular level of our bodies, we're supposed to be, and I don't like to say supposed to be right, but we were originally, we're animals, you know, essentially, we've just figured out how to get inside, (laughs) um, for better or worse, you know, everything has its pros and cons. But so at the cellular level, our bodies, our systems want to be in alignment with the natural world, because we are part of nature. So the more we have pulled away from that, the more out of alignment we can be. And I do believe that very energetically, you know, it's, it's very present for us. Um, and so I, I know I personally have to make a very conscious effort to get outside and make sure I'm not getting swept up in the shoulds and the, what we should be doing as society. And I'm looking at what do, what do I need? What's my body telling me? And also what is the natural world teaching me and reminding me that this is an important time for, um, that has been huge for me. So to feel that is, completely normal. And I would be shocked if um, other, you know, other listeners didn't feel the same way, because it's, it's very, it feels very harsh, energetically, the world we've created, compared to the natural world. And the further we get away from the natural world, the bigger that change that difference is that we have, that we're feeling and it, it's hard. It's hard. If, if you are an aware person, um, it's painful trying to live consciously. I think it's hard. painful. It really is. And yeah. I feel like that is, I mean, obviously I can't speak for all HSPs, right. For all sensitive people, but even people who don't identify as highly sensitive, we all have sensitivities, right? So, you know, if you get really, if you get really angry or really frustrated or confused about something, I feel like a lot of those things come from this very basic connection that most of us are missing. 
right? Even those of us who are striving for it, like you, especially in your work is very specific to this. Um, It's like a constant, I would imagine a constant, I don't know if battle is the right word, but to, you know, you have to like really work hard to make, you have to keep it in that focus, that, that uh, very intentional, um, Intention is the word that keeps coming to me. Yeah. It's so easy to get pulled into the status quo, right? Yeah. And it's a little bit jarring too to be living differently than most people in that way. And there's tons of people out there who live very connected to the natural world, but there's also a big portion of society that that's very disconnected and even maybe judgmental on that, which is a whole other topic we could get it's into. Whole, other time, it's but, a whole other topic. Um, I think so it's much important there. though. Yeah. I think it's important though that you mention that. And even if we just speak about it briefly, that something that I've learned in my experience is that, you know, just a short little thing is that, you know, I am very much on the path of seeking these things out. For example, my husband is not. Right. So we are, we love each other. We are partners in life and in love, but we have very different spiritual, if you want to call it that, you know, whatever word you're comfortable with, journeys. And so that can be something that can be hard for people to navigate because I feel like as sensitive people, we can so easily be influenced, not all and not in a bad way, but just kind of go with the flow of other people's needs, right? And sometimes sacrifice our own. And Absolutely. So I, it's that overactive empathy that we Yeah, have. exactly. Exactly. And so I feel like that's when we really need to find ways to ground ourselves and kind of be firm is that no, <clears throat> you know, you know, Tanya says, no, I need to, you know, spend this hour outside in the park you know, by myself. And I can't do this for you right now. Just as as a, you know, example to throw out there. And so finding ways for us to make that time for ourselves, even if other people, like you said, Amber, don't necessarily agree or understand. They don't, what I'm learning, and maybe you feel this too, I don't know, is that they don't need to. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't need, I don't need my husband or someone else's approval. I don't need their understanding of what I need. I just need their respect that these are the things that I need for myself. Yes, absolutely. And it's all about us owning who we truly are, what our journey is here. Nobody knows what our journey is, just like we don't know what their journey is. Mm -hmm. And really embracing you know, we're all unique. We are all individuals. And when we know anchoring into our knowing of this is who I am, this is what I need. This is, it's really just stepping into power, your own power yep. and, and use of power in the positive way. Um, so absolutely. It's, um, it, and it just, that like, for me, the connection to the natural world is really what has given myself back to me. So there's just this back and forth for me with the natural world. Um, But at the end of the day, in my journey, it has really empowered me to truly be who I am, be okay with who I am, love who I am, and also let go of other people's shoulds 
or societies at the same time. It's been, that's been a big part of my process. So um, I think it's wonderful that you, that you shared all that. Uh, yeah, I mean, we definitely, we all have, like you said, our own journey and our own work to do, right? <laughs> Excuse exactly. me. And so, oh, using that, that, I was just going to say that, you know, just brings up being on that own journey and our own work, you know, that shifts through the cycles too energetically and um, with our process. And so I think, you know, the t- being tied to the natural world, but also these cycles that we're talking about, it just fits perfectly with that. Yeah. And so, and since we are talking about just kind of the equinox in general and all of that that comes with it, um, we'll share some ways that maybe we can find ways to connect with this transition, right? That takes place during this time of year. Um, So one of the things for me is once again, coming back to balance at the same time, knowing that we're never 100% truly balanced, right? There's always going to be movement. There's always going to be flux that we're always kind of changing. We're just really doing, at least for me, doing my best to get as close to balance as I can. Um, And a lot of this comes from the shift, at least in our area, and is the shift between the shorter days and the longer nights. Um, This is something that I really... Um, have to work with is that shift in um, because it can really start to make me feel kind of off kilter or off balance when the, when the, you know, it starts to get dark at like, you know, five 30 (laughs) in the afternoon. Um, Another thing for me is really trying to the best I can. And this can be really hard. I think um, even for people who have access to, uh, a lot of resources as far as food goes, but especially if you have trouble um, accessing healthy food, we want to make sure that we mention, we mention that as well. Um, but just eating seasonally, um, right. As, as much as you can. So, because I think easy eating seasonally really helps um, our bodies physically adjust to the change in weather um and it can also be a sense of comfort as well. I don't know, Amber, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's a, a really good point. I wanted to back up. I loved what you were saying about the um, the balance. I hadn't really thought of the equinox from that place as much just because I focus more on on the, the animals and the plants and the mm-hmm. birds and stuff. But the light, the day, you know, the equinox being almost equal light and dark yeah. at night and day. And so as a time to think about balance, I think that's really interesting. Um, so thank you for for bringing that up. That's um, really fascinating. And yeah, it does go into also the, the food and, um, you know, I th- do think, you know, when you think about the light and the dark, you also, that ties into the seasons, right? And of course, we're talking about the Northern Hemisphere. So I just, anybody who's listening in the Southern Hemisphere, you know, obviously they're on the other side. Yeah. So <laughs> going into autumn they're they're coming into spring um and so I just wanted to mention those people um but yeah that um I think the longer days or the shorter days you know also preps us for the season and and what we're supposed to be doing in the season because with the longer nights that's getting into winter which is more of a going inward quiet time anyways yeah get into that at some point on the podcast but 
you know, so I think it's just as relevant to that living, trying to find balance is listening to the natural world. And you mentioned, you know, now we have all of the artificial lights and ways of not living in that alignment. Mm -hmm. So, and then with that food grows based on the conditions. So the more food you're eating, that's more local to you, if you can, and seasonally appropriate, there's also importance behind that for what it does to the body. And I'm not a nutritionist, so I don't want to speak too much about it because it's not my area of expertise, but it, um, it really does those foods that are available. I do believe have some nutritional value for that season. And especially when we were living on the land and what we needed to be able to sustain until, you know, up here, like when the snow melts in the spring and, and you can go back to whatever it was that, mm-hmm. you know, you're seeking then. So, um, yeah, the nourishment is a, is a big piece. It is for sure. And I think, yeah, we should definitely talk about that, um, in the future as well. I think, I think it's important even to just share a little bit of the, the resources that we have and, and to help people just kind of make that a little bit more of a connection because right food is essential, right. And what we put in our bodies really affects our set, our sensitivities in so many ways that, um, that we don't even really think about or necessarily um, put at the forefront of things because we are in this modern life and we do always kind of go, go, go. And don't really necessarily slow down to nourish our bodies as we could, as we should be, should. I know. I know. Right. It's hard to get away from that word because sometimes it does feel accurate. Like a, a good, yes. Use of it. And yeah, on the food thing, I think that'd be a great thing for us to talk about sometime. Yeah, for sure. We'll think about it. Because they're even studying like the energetics of the food you're eating. So how the food was cared for before, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all, everything's connected. And so, and that's, what's going to come up in this podcast a lot. Yeah. Great. Um, So what are some other things? Like, I know we probably both try to get outside, go walking um, as the season changes. I know that I do. I try really hard, even on cloudy and rainy days, um, which is, you know, six to eight months out of the year here, depending on how Mother Nature decides to uh, greet us. Um, So, yeah, getting outside, I think that's a big thing for you too, Amber, as well. Absolutely. Um, And so I'm trying to think like fall seasons, you know, the biggest thing for me is like I said before, the colors, but also there's something to, for here, cause our, we have the leaves that change and fall the sounds, right. The like going out for a walk, but not walking on pavement for me, but actually mm. walking on the le- the crispiness of the leaves that have fallen is very rich and all of those sensory pieces. Um, and this, the smell of the air is a big one for me. Um, mm. Just there's so many changes. All the sensory stuff is just really, just really lights me up and fills me up. And then, you know, um, for my family, it's, you know, it's things like apple picking and pumpkin picking mm-hmm. in addition to, you know, normal garden harvest. Oh, those kind of like a quintessential. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it just feels so good. And and when I go to those places and and like go apple picking or whatever, right, I look around and I always see lots of other families, whether that's with or without kids, you know, and when I say families, I also mean friends, those mm-hmm. families that we choose and gathering together. Right. And they're actually going to gather and harvest 
food together. And then there's often after that, there's some sort of creation. So maybe it's an apple pie dessert Mm -hmm. or, you know, eventually we'll be moving into Thanksgiving where we share the food together. And it's all of the celebration around we've been working really hard. What are all these things that we've been doing, bringing that in and then gathering with our people and connecting with them over this harvest. And that is just something that's so beautiful to me. I've always felt deeply connected to people when I'm connecting to them with them over food. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's huge. Together or, you know, and I think this is a big time of that. It's bringing in all the pieces of we've worked really hard, you know, planting, growing, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And then we're coming together and we're nourishing our bodies and we're nourishing each other in this connection over the harvest. And that's just, I think that's why autumn for me is yeah, yeah, I love so much. that. What are your thoughts on, on that, Tanya? Um, no, I mean, I, I totally agree. You know, that's something that um, I really miss about living in New England. We lived um, in uh, the Boston area for, uh, gosh, I think over five years, six years, something like that. And so that's something I really miss is um, apple picking and just kind of this. It's a different it's a different feeling there when the seasons change as it is here and like, it's going to be different everywhere. And so I think as a sensitive person, I'm really starting to recognize those, those changes, the nuances of it um, and feeling them energetically and all the layers of my being right. Physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Um, But yeah. And we have a very small, uh, family unit. Um, but we still do those things, you know, and it's a different feeling in the home. Um, for sure. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's hard to describe because it is such a feeling. It is. And it's your inside or outside. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's like you feel it in your bones. It's hard. It's very hard. Yeah. And I never felt it so strongly as I did when I lived in new England and it was like, I woke up one morning, I went outside and it was like, somebody flipped a switch. I was like, I feel this. I can sense what is coming. And it was such a strange, but also beautiful feeling at the same time. It's really hard. It was really, it's, I can't, that's the only way I can describe it. You're doing a good job at describing it. <laughs> the last couple of days here have been really hot. We're having, and we always get this um, in September as we get the last few hot days they come mm-hmm. very out of nowhere but we've had already had a week or so of these chilly colder mornings where yeah it's just like a switch like you said I walk out in the morning and I'm like oh my goodness it's fall like fall <laughs> is coming and mm-hmm. it's just really exciting because that whole celebration harvest is yeah and not just physically right like this also ties into metaphorically so um I'm curious for you what's kind of brewing on that front or for you with this whole season of harvest and celebration and um you know one of the things that um I well I won't say I like to do it but I find is really kind of healing and helpful to me is decluttering and I know that we really typically think of like spring cleaning right kind of cleaning out the cobwebs and all that kind of stuff but I really find that um, this is a great time for me for decluttering. We just did a big kind of declutter in our house over the last couple of weeks. Um, and 
it's kind of like clearing space for spending so much more time inside. I feel like, um, you know, because we will be inside a lot more, probably most of all the time, not so much probably as you would be in Maine. Um, but it's still not very, you know, it's kind of wet and soggy out for a long time. And so just having that extra space, getting thing, ridding things, getting rid of things that we are no longer using, donating things. Um, also, it's, I think it's also a really good time to do those donations, right? To come from a place of service um, to people, you know, who might have, find use in something that you no longer need in your life. So whether it's, you know, an old blender or whatever it is, you know, something that you don't need that somebody else could really use. Um, I find that this is a really good time for, for decluttering, um, in our house and then really just taking the time to, um, be more present to really focus on a lot of those, feelings and things that you were talking about, Amber, just really taking the time to notice what's going on around you, be more present to slow down, um, which is kind of hard because, you know, with holidays in the West coming up, it can be a really overwhelming time um, and a lot of, you know, things going on, social things, whatever it is that you have to deal with or that you get to participate in. Um, taking the, as much time as you can to slow down. I think those are two things that it really, um, that I like to focus on. Yeah. You know, you're the, the stuff you're saying about, um, decluttering makes so much sense. And that, you know, winter becomes more of a hibernation period and some animals actually do hibernate. Right. So you are <laughs> essentially nesting and preparing your yep. home for that hibernation. <laughs> go my cave, my bear cave. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like, it's spot on. And then the donation piece of it, right. Autumn being all about community and harvest and, you know, coming together and, and that service to the community. It is so spot on. And I think this is one of those great examples of, our modern world has told us spring cleaning, you got to do your spring cleaning, right? It's all about that. That's the focus. But what your body is naturally telling you year after year is no fall, autumn. That's when I need to be doing this cleaning and decluttering. And I'm giving back to my community, all these pieces at the same time. And it makes perfect sense. Um, that's really cool. That helps to have that validation. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it, you know, it was one of those things I was, you were saying it and I was like, wow, like I hadn't thought of it from that lens either. I'm sure, I'm sure our listeners are going to have a similar, you know, a lot of people that probably feel the same thing, you know, and have felt weird for doing it exactly. Yeah, opposite, yeah. Right. But that's so much of what our modern world has done. Exactly. But it's in there. It's in, you know, in your being, knowing that, no, this is the time that I'm supposed to do this to prepare. Mm -hmm. About listening to our inner voice, our inner instinct, our intuition, and putting that above all these other expectations. Yes. That other people, society, whatever it is, um, that kind of just grinds on, right? And we get caught up in, in all of it. And saying, wait, 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 I pull myself out of that and I don't need to do it that way because it doesn't feel right for me. This feels right for me. Yes, that's beautiful. So 
for our lovely listeners, we'd like to invite you to maybe think about a couple of things. So here's some questions for you. So what have you accomplished so far this year that you're really proud of? Just some things to think about so far this year, calendar year. What have you accomplished so far that you can be really proud of? And also, what can you maybe start to say goodbye to? Is there something in your life that you want to say goodbye to before the end of the year? Um, Amber, what do you think about these questions? Do you have answers for what you've accomplished so far this year that you're proud of? Yeah, and I'm going to kind of elaborate just a little bit on that. It's yeah, just, for sure. You know, so much just to tie back to this autumn season and mm. and that it is harvest, right? So, you know, we've all been doing something in our lives, working towards some sort of goal or, and it could be as little something, you know, like it could be a big goal, like I'm seeking a career or this big life change, or it could be I'm surviving, you know, mm. I'm getting up every day with this is just survival. So it doesn't have to be anything big. Yep. When I say anything big, like that sometimes just getting up every day and going on is huge. So I, I just want to kind of reframe what big, like the goal is yeah. or whatever the thing is that people might be thinking about, but what is it that you've really been working on cultivating in your life? And we're now at that point of harvest of it. So what has now come to fruition that you can really celebrate and t- tune into because we often just move on to the next thing. And so this is such a time of harvesting (laughs) and celebrating. So identifying what is it that you've gotten out of these things? How is it serving you? All of that stuff with the question you asked, Tanya. And so to kind of answer that for myself, um, I've been, I, so it's kind of, I have a background beyond the, the coaching, which was, uh, my, my formal education is in engineering and construction. And so I had a lot of years doing that work. I was a professor for a while. I've worked on, you know, big bridge projects, stuff like that. And then eventually moved into this nature-based coaching. And with that, I've also recently started doing some of that project management work at a local, uh, ski mountain. So I'm really blending all of this nature stuff with my more structured engineering background. And for me to see now, because none of it made sense before, you know, I had this part of me and that part of me and it was very separate. And so I'm now seeing how all of this is coming together as a whole just culmination of all that work I've done. And so right now I'm very much seeing these threads and celebrating with that has come this amazing community that I'm now a part of and um, just people that I have around me in a lot of aspects of my life that I, you know, a year ago, six months ago, maybe even three months ago would not have fathomed being present. So Mm -hmm. I'm really focused right now on internally, like really just, I'm so grateful that all of this has come together, um, seeing this community grow, being able to contribute to the community just embracing all of that for me is really, um, really present and just a great sense of joy for me right now. Um, What about you, Tanya? Um, You know, for me, I would say the thing that I'm probably most proud of myself for so far this year is really listening to my inner voice about shifting the focus of my teaching as a holistic wellness guide. So yoga, teaching yoga, teaching holistic nutrition, um, and just shifting it from focusing, um, 
solely on the healing portion of it, but really taking that and then helping other sensitive people find their own way to, the only way I can describe it is step into the light, right? Step into the fullness of yourself um, and to really embrace all of yourself. So yes, your sensitivity is definitely part of it, but to, and I, you know, I've learned this through my own journey is that, you know, sensitivity is definitely part of it, but it's one part of all of the wonderful things that make you, you, but I feel like we hold it back a lot um, and dim it for a lot of times for a lot of people in a lot of situations. And so I think there's really positive ways to, for us to rise up sensitivity rising um, and share that with the world, because I really do feel like it's a light inside of us. So I've made that shift um, in my business, which was difficult, um, you know, for me to do because I was heavily invested on the, in the path that I was on, but I found that, you know, since I made this shift, um, the light inside me has gotten brighter and warmer and stronger. And so, yeah, um, really listening to my intuition on that for sure. Mm-hmm. Is there anything, Amber, that you are working on saying goodbye to? Um, so this is, um, well, first I wanted to say um, that that was really beautiful. And what oh. I was hearing <laughs> for both of them, I just loved it, was that both what you shared and what I shared was this culmination and this holistic piece of things coming together, which I just think is really cool. And I've noticed in working with people around the seasons um, that even though everybody's situation is different, these patterns so often show up where it's the same thing. It's just different for each person. And I was seeing that in us and I just always think that's cool. So I wanted to, (laughs) to comment on that. Um, as you're, far you're as living proof that it is a thing, yeah. <laughs> um, and the more aware you become of it, the more you see it, yeah, up, which is cool. <laughs> um, so for me, I've been doing a lot of work. Um, you know, part of cultivating all this other stuff was also for me working on um, letting go of attachment to things, so not necessarily in the form of the way we usually use attachment, but being more in acceptance of things as they are. So letting go of attachment and moving into acceptance of the present moment. Um, and with that is releasing a lot of suffering and um, just making my relationships healthier. And, and I think that's also what I'm harvesting right now is, you know, these dynamics with the right people are coming in because of that letting go of unhealthy attachments and embracing acceptance and, um, just, it's just a, it's a big energetic shift there. Yeah. So that's been, what's really present for me these days and what I'm continuing to work on going forward. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. Um, you know, for me, I guess saying goodbye to probably my top thing, and this is, I say goodbye to it every day, but she keeps coming back (laughs) is, um, she comes back every day to remind me to say goodbye. Uh, is definitely um, trying to say goodbye to second guessing myself, Mm. second guessing my first instincts about things. Um, And, you know, when it comes to making decisions, whether it's like the one I just mentioned about, you know, making that shift in my teaching um, to my, you know, whatever it is, just 
you know, I, I find that my first instinct is usually the right one. Absolutely. And if I can just find a way to really tune, I, I'm, I'm really trying to tune into that and not give myself all kinds of reasons why this first instinct isn't correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot of work for me. Um, it is a lot of work. That's yeah. hard. That's yeah. Hard. Yeah. And it just goes back to, yeah, something we can also talk about in the future, but it just kind of, it's basically tied to all of the stories, you know, that people have told me throughout my life about who they think I am and who they think I should be. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, listening to my own voice and trying to distinguish my voice, my inner guidance system from all of the other noise and stuff that people have, you know, put on to me. Um, and so that's, that's what I'm really trying to say goodbye to is, is stop second guessing my, my first instincts on things. Yeah. I just, something that, that I kind of, you know, just thinking about that second guessing, I kind of love, I love finding humor in the hard stuff that we're doing and that we're dealing with. And just the fact that she shows up every day, she and does. Like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? Like second guessing again, almost right. Like that is what that part is supposed to do. And so every day it's like, are you, are you sure? And you have that commitment every day. Like, yes. Yep. Yep. I see you. I hear you. I, I can see her right in my mind. I can hear her in my thoughts, but I can choose not to listen to her. Yes. And that's right? Wonderful. And so just the humor of that coming back every day being like, yeah. And you know, I'm not saying it's easy because it's not, but definitely not. It's, you know, we just get up every day and do the best we can. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's hard work, but it is so worth it. And, and I know you well enough to know, you know, how you're living proof of the work you do. And, and it's just a really beautiful process to witness you as well but we can have, we can sing each other's praises for hours. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you listening, if, if you'd like to think about these questions, so what have you accomplished so far this year that you're proud of? Um, And maybe start to think about some things in your life that you want to start to say goodbye to. Um, So if you want to share those answers with us, we'd be, we'd love to hear from you, Amber and I both. Um, you know, you'll find all of our information, of course, in the show notes, you can always reach out to us with any questions. Um, and like I said, if you want to share your, um, your thoughts on these questions as well, we'd love to hear from you. And so just to, you know, just to cap everything off is that, you know, autumn really is a time to, like Amber was saying, right. To harvest all of these things and to start to notice that as, the planet shifts, right? As, as the earth shifts that we move with it. Right. And that as we make this progression towards the end of the year, through the seasons that we can start to take this time to slow down a little bit and to really think about the people, the situations, the things that we can't control. Um, and just moving from a place of, self-compassion, self-love, and finding ways to give ourselves this time to get quiet and listen. Um, 
Anything else you want to add, Amber? No, just I wanted to reiterate that, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing what really resonated with our listeners and and what they're harvesting this time of year and, you know, or maybe what their favorite things are about the season or yeah. notice energy. Whatever it is, you know, I just I love All of it. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. And and thank thank you for to all of them for, you know, listening and, and, um, I'm just really excited about this project. We're starting together. Um, yeah. There's so, so much we can cover. I know. I know we have so many things to talk about coming up and, um, you know, we're just so grateful that you've chosen to spend this time with us. We have so much gratitude in our hearts for you just sharing this faith with us, especially as sensitive people. Um, and, you know, you can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. Like I said, all of the uh, information will be in the show notes. And um, so follow us for all of the latest stuff coming up. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the good stuff. And we will see you next time. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you for spending time with us on the Sensitivity Rising podcast. Please reach out to us with any questions or topic ideas you'd like to learn more about. New episodes are released Wednesdays, and if you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to leave a review and share it with others. You can click the listen link in the show notes to subscribe for free on your platform of choice, and we'll see you next time.